podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I am your host, Max Mosier, here on a beautiful Saturday evening. It is November 14th. We are back to tickle your earwaves once again. It's been a little bit of a hiatus, but we're so grateful to be here. I'm here with three other Infinity Bros. Uh, First of all, it's Infinity Bros. Zane, Zane, how are you? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing this evening? I am envious. I'm green with jealous rage. Zane, <laughs> you have a PS5 and I don't. I I do. And it has been fantastic so far. I will just uh, leave it at that. I don't want to stoke your envy here, but uh, it's been it's been a fun ride so far. Sadly, we're going to need to hear more about that, but we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, next up is my good friend and yours, Infinity Brew, Robbie. Robbie, how are you? Happy to be here, boys. It was a journey to get here, Robbie, for you. It really was. Uh, and I just want to take this time to really apologize to, to Mark and Max about being late. I, I was mixed up in my time. I was putting my kid to bed. The, the computer had an update. So I'm very sorry, Mark and Max specifically, and I'm not sorry to anyone else. Hmm. It's fascinating how that works out, but uh, I guess we'll just... We'll try to work through that passive-aggressive attitude this episode. And then finally, he haunts my dreams, and I really don't know why we keep him around. It's Infinity Bro Mark. Mark, how are you? I'm doing fantastic on this lovely Saturday evening. I'm ready to tickle all the eardrums of the Infinity Bros universe. As much as you bother me from time to time, Mark, um, your shirt is absolutely delightful today and i'll leave it at that your batman beyond shirt you're sporting the black uh batman beyond shirt with the red logo at the center uh you're doing a couple other things but we'll leave it at that we got a jam-packed show for you guys today we're playing a lot of catch-up uh you've been hearing a lot of mini-sodes uh lately obviously Jarrett did a really great job last week with our mini-sode and uh, Isaac the week before, so make sure you check those out. Um, but we're going to kind of catch up with all this new nerd news that's going on, so you're going to want to check that out. Zane's going to give us a review basically 24 hours out of the PS5, also Spider-Man Miles Morales. He's going to give us a review of that. I believe you're going to do all that in hot or snot. Am I correct on that, Zane? Uh, Yeah, just wherever it'll fit in. I suppose okay. hot or snot's a good spot wherever for it. it fits. Hey. Hashtag wherever if it fits. the boot fits um and then uh yeah we're gonna do that we're gonna talk about a little nerd news a little marvel news a little justice league news apparently that stuff is coming out and uh we'll get into some hotter snot and then we're gonna break it down with our top five ps4 games as the ps5 is unveiled we're going to take a look back in our vaults and see which five ps4 games really stood out to us and stood the test of time but we're not going to bury the lead, and there's a couple of stories like this today that we're going to we're gonna talk about their nerd news, but I would also classify this as a little bit. So maybe you guys want to give me some little bits here. Little bits. Little bits. Little bits. Little bits. Here. Little bits. Um, little bits. And the first little bit we have here little is... Bits. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Little bits. Star-Lord and Thor, played by two of Marvel's famous Chris's, are set to team up in the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder movie. Chris Pratt's Guardians of the Galaxy character is set to make an appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe's fourth Thor film, joining a lineup that includes Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, 
Tessa Thompson and Christian Bale, whom Variety reported was circling a mysterious role. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> Batman. He's way Batman. <laughs> uh, though plot details on Love, of the, Love and Thunder have been kept tightly under wraps, the crossover casting makes logical sense since Thor has last seen aboard Star-Lord's spaceship in the closing scenes of Avengers Endgame. And with Pratt's Star-Lord ready to set return for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, we want to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system before we talk about this and other news. So we're going to go ahead and put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Step. Mark, we're going to start with you. What is your rating of this news, and how long do you anticipate Chris Pratt and the other Guardians of the Galaxy being in Thor, Love, and Thunder? Uh, Well, I'm giving this six out of six, because, you know, I'm all about MCU stuff. Um I don't know, my, my initial thoughts, like, oh, we're going to probably get them for maybe, like, the first ten minutes, and then something happens, and then they're disbanded, and then we see them again at the end. Or, you know, Peter Quill's like, oh, I'll join you on this journey, and then we get a love story between Thor and Peter Quill. You're really leaning into the love story for Peter Quill, huh? And Thor. Hmm. Their love story. Not a love story. Yeah, not, not buying that. That is the love and the thunder. I'm not buying that. <laughs> Not gonna I just wrote, I, that's a billion dollar movie there. Getting the now Boom, billion dollars. Max. I'm not saying that it's beneath Taika Waititi to do it. I'm saying I just don't see it happening. Zane, what about you? I give it six out of six. Like I, it, it's gonna be great. Like especially the the chemistry and the bit they had from, uh, Endgame. Like <laughs> I forgot what the movie was called. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that really, that really, the really big one. No, it was it was good. It was just like I, it, it's not like super shocking. Uh, like I was kind of expecting something like this, but I'm I'm happy for it. So six out of six. Give me more. Uh, same. Uh, yeah, six out of six. Uh, he's committed. He went and got a Bowflex. Uh, he's he's ready to uh, you know, take charge or try to take charge. It's I'm gonna commit. He's gonna commit. Gonna get a Bowflex. You're one. You're one cheeseburger away, there you Peter. Go. You're one cheeseburger away. Exactly. I'm excited for it. What? I guess I want to pontificate a little longer on this. Mark, you alluded to this, but Robbie and Zane, I want to hear your thoughts a little more on this. I I would agree six out of six, so Infinity Snap. Do we think that Chris Pratt is going to have one of those major roles here, or is this going to kind of be a la uh, Thor Ragnarok where Doctor Strange is in this for like five minutes? Like, Where do you see this lining up with, with, with TD's script here? And to be honest, do you want to see Chris Pratt in this a long time? Because as more people get into these movies, you have more mouths to feed. You have more expectations to be fulfilled. Robbie, what are you thinking with that? Um, you know, it, it seems like a lot of their movies that are based, like the name itself is like Thor or it's Captain America. They seem to be really team up movies lately. Um, so I think, uh, YTD is definitely going to be able to balance that out. I think it'll be, it won't be an issue. I I'm fine. If he's in it for, you know, I'm fine. I'll be happy if he's in it for 10 minutes. I'll be happy if he's in it for an hour. Like, the more the merrier. And if he's in it for 10 minutes, it'll probably be a great 10 minutes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down for whatever they, they decide. Zane, are the Guardians going to be in this movie for a long time? Uh, no. I feel like, kind of like what Mark said initially, like, I feel like it's going to be, like, maybe, like, 10 minutes at the beginning, 
kind of set the story, get it going, and then, you know, maybe we'll see him at the end again. But I don't think it's going to be, like, a long, drawn-out thing throughout the movie. Like, I can see it, yeah. Like, beginning, kind of set stuff up, kick things off, and then they go their separate ways, and then we focus on the Thor story. What are the percentage chances, and this is for all three of you, that this movie ends with Thor joining them, and the next movie is called As Guardians of the Galaxy? Because that just feels like the low-hanging fruit here for for the third Guardians of the Galaxy to me. Like 12%. 12, 12%? That's oddly specific. <laughs> I'm going to go 68%. Well, why not the full 69, Mark? I'll do you Why not? The, mm, six, 68.9. We're not children, yeah, Max. Six, yeah, Max. Jeez. <laughs> my other thought that goes to my head now that I'm thinking about this, is there... And this love and thunder storyline just doesn't Thor lose his power? So maybe that's why he hangs out with the the Guardians. It's like they're protecting him and they're being hunted. <laughs> yeah, he has he has to lean on Peter Quill. Peter Quill has to protect him, and he just is so pissed off about it the whole time. <laughs> like that would be kind of funny and stuff, and that'd yeah, be a good bit. I mean, Vin Diesel said he kind of hinted at it a couple months ago that they were going to be in it. Because Vin Diesel apparently like can't keep his mouth shut about it. He, I think he's in the category of Ruffalo and um, uh, Tom Holland, Holland as well. Yeah, exactly. So I think I I don't know. I I think this is not that big of a story. I'm ex- it's a six out of six, but it's not a big story because I'm with you guys. I just don't see how I don't see where he fits in the overall story here. I don't even think we know who Christian Bale is going to play. I think it's an obscure character, um, or it's somebody very deep in the Thor lore that we don't necessarily fully know. I, I'm i more fascinated with that casting than I am with Chris Pratt. I'll leave it at that. I did pull the, the Namor thing for Endgame. So, like, them, you know, on this buddy love adventure might happen. Just saying. I think the tease for that was Black Panther 2, and then Chadwick Boseman passed. So I don't know if Namor is, is, is in their plans yet still. Well, we'll see. I mean, it would make sense. I mean, what if Christian Bale's playing Namor? Oh, oh I was just gonna oh. say that sounds nice Whoa. to me. Christian Bale Whoa. actually does really look like Namor. Max, please don't cough Hobbits. at the microphone. Hobbits. I don't want to catch uh, disease. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> For context, people, I got COVID this week. Yeah, I got COVID this week. I didn't talk about it at the beginning of the show, but. Robbie decides to show up 30 minutes late and air out my dirty laundry. So here we are. Um, I didn't say, I said uh, a disease. You said COVID. It's, it's not my fault. It's fine. It's a virus and its feelings were hurt when you said that. Uh, Gave it a, a virus. <laughs> All I needed to do was look it in the eyes and say, no, you move. Did you try? But no. Did you do that? I couldn't. I didn't. You're just didn't. not as strong as Robert Sparnick. I'm not as Sorry. strong as, Robert as any or, of you. Or me or heck, Zane. Zane. WandaVision. <laughs> January 15th. It's coming January 15th. Uh, Disney Plus. Were we promises for December? Like, what the hell, Disney? There's been a lot of promises this year. I need to feed the main the main vein with your heroin-like shows. <laughs> Give it to me now. Well, here's, here's, I guess, the question here. Is the reason they're pushing it back because they don't want to affect the rest of the storylines that they have going on here? Probably not. I bet The Mandalorian ends before January 15th, so they want a bunch of people canceling it. So they're like, oh, here's exactly. WandaVision. You're like, well, exactly. I, I guess I'm You can't cancel because you have to watch WandaVision. Because then my next question here is, where's Black Widow fitting into this? Like, are they truly going they to wait care. until those theaters are open? Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Or maybe that's the Christmas present Disney will give us. They'll drop it on Christmas Day 
for all the but kids the thing with Black, Black Widow, Widow is it doesn't matter because like we already know her end game. That's the thing with Black Widow. Like, well, if it didn't matter, then why did we get Captain Marvel in 1996? I'm just saying, like, as far as we know, it doesn't matter. Like that movie doesn't pertain to what's going to happen next. And if it does, they're pushing everything. So what? Who? They don't. They don't care. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, I think it, I, I think you're I think with Black Widow you're probably right, but more so I was talking maybe to Doctor Strange like and Oh sure. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like I feel like this move is to give them more time still. But like with Black Widow, there's got to be something that ties into WandaVision with Black Widow, right? They all tie into each other in some capacity. But I mean maybe maybe I'm being unless they're on Netflix. Yeah. I don't know. I just WandaVision January 15th. This this show has a ton of hype, but I think Mark you're onto something too. Mandalorian second season should be done by then. You don't want pe- a mass exodus of people till the third season gets there. I think you're right. But, but WandaVision, I I thought maybe we'd get Loki first or Captain America, but I you know what? I bet Captain America and Falcon are that that has to tie in with Black Widow, right? That's the one that has to tie in out of the two of them. It would make more sense logically that that's the one that ties in. You know, Max, when I was working at Black Widow last year, uh, like I'm supposed to know that, how they're going to tie in? Hey, Mark, <laughs> this is a podcast that talks about comic book movies. No, you're right. I'm you bringing you a shut bit. up, you swine. When so I Black say Widow an idea, you either in... say yay or nay, give a rating, and shut up. MacArthur, <laughs> calm so... down. <laughs> so I love what just happened. But, okay, I got to bring back. So you know how you didn't really know about Marvel having multiverses? So maybe Go Black on. Widow happens in a different multiverse. And somehow that Black Widow winds up in, like, our Mark, that's impossible. There's only one universe. It's a Marvel cinematic universe. There hasn't been a crisis. Maybe this, is, the, maybe this is the multiverse, and that movie actually doesn't come out. But there's trailers for it and all the toys for it, but it never actually comes out. That's genius, Robbie. I love it. I love it. A bunch it. of people randomly bought all the merchandise and the movie never comes out. And then they just they just forget it's about only, it. It's only been a trailer. It's only been a trailer. They just forget about it. They never release it. They never say anything about it for the rest of time. And everyone's just like, remember that Black Widow movie? And they're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Never made it. Mandela effect. What are you talking? Never happened. <laughs> but I have this toy. Do you look at the toy? It's like not Black Widow. It's the, what is that called? <laughs> the like... uh, the Mandela effect, where there's like things yeah. different from your childhood Everyone. and they're like different now or whatever. It's it's that. Yeah. Disney's just playing the Mandela effect. Uh, speaking of multiverses, Zack Snyder says that the new Justice League, which is uh, expected to be four hours long, will only have four new minutes of, and, and they're saying rough, if you can't see... You can't see me, but I'm putting the air quotes up. Roughly that's four Spain new minutes of footage. Yeah. But four new minutes that they newly Newly filmed. filmed minutes. Like that doesn't mean like there's we're gonna see the same movie with four minutes. We're seeing I yes, stuff that I Snyder never said it was gonna be the same movie. Well, Max, I just said I it's roughly you four you new minutes. At DC too much. Now I'm, I'm not coming. I like this. News. I will come out. I'll come over there and punch the COVID out of you. <laughs> Mark, please, please don't go over to Max's house. Mark, do yeah, not seriously. come over here. It's not worth it. Um, it's a trap. Snyder says, I will say that in the end, it's going to probably be about four minutes or five minutes oh. of additional photography for the entire movie. In the four hours, that is Justice League, maybe four minutes. There have been reports that Jared Leto will rep- reprise his role as Joker. Joe Magnello is is uh, filming new scenes as Deathstroke. 
for this new cut of Justice League as well. Henry Cavill has said he is not part of the reshoots, but Ben Affleck, Ray Fisher, and Gal Gadot reportedly are back for one week of filming. The head of HBO Max previously said that finishing up Snyder's cut would cost $30 million, but according to IndieWire, with the wrap projecting a budget of $70 million to reshoot for a week. this movie. Insanity. Um... <laughs> Not even 1% could cover my student debt. This is nuts. I need to get in the movie. Business, really do. Guys. See you later. <laughs> Peace out. Rating of this news. Thoughts on this news? Uh, well, it's new new DC stuff. So just like the MCU, I'm all about DC movies, no matter how how much they've torn me apart. So six out of six. Yeah, I'm going to give it a six out of six, too. I've been touting the Justice League flag. Robbie, what about you? I mean, I also give it a six out of six. It's a, it's a interesting... Uh thought though like so they're getting together for a week it's gonna cost hbo max 70 million dollars and they're gonna get like five new minutes does it, at what point does hbo max just go what in the world are we doing i think everybody's doing that to some extent with this COVID stuff though i think they're rolling the dice on this I think they're taking a like shot. if this works if this works and they put together something like this good and people love it they're like oh, i love this cut then we might get stuff like, oh, we're just gonna, we're gonna go back to the throw stuff on the wall and right. just do one offs. Like we're gonna do a Dark Knight Returns. We'll do you'll have your Flashpoint version of Ezra Miller, but we'll give you the real Flashpoint. Does too. HBO then take control like, of that? I'm all in on that. I'm all in on that. If they can let HBO takes con- let HBO take control. Seriously, HBO should do it because they did a great job with Watchmen. Yeah, make it its own universe. I don't care D- because what they did with Watchmen for one season. Slam dunk. Zane, you're flash no substance kind of guy. What do you think? I just, I, I just, I don't care. Three out of six. Like, I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's great. I just. Are you going to watch this, Zane? Are you going to watch I'm this? I'm glad Robbie didn't apologize to you. <laughs> I don't know why I would need to watch it. Like, I watched it the first time and it was terrible. Making it four hours long isn't going to make it better. Even if it's a different story. It's not going to be the same story. Or, like, it's going to be the same story. Like, no, it's you not. Can't... They've, yes, said, it they've said it's not going to be the same story. They've said that. There's no way for it to be the same story if it's four hours long from two hours Just to watch four it, hours. and it's going to be the same story. Well, we are going to so watch it. So, hold on. All right, all right, all right, all right. I, I want on record what you think the story is beat for beat right now. Go. I don't know. That's putting way too much thought into that movie that I don't want to give. Oh, okay. That's an interesting cop-out. Very fascinating cop-out. Sick backpedal, bro. Yeah, whatever. Dog. I'm gonna go platinum another game, guys. I'll be right back. Jeez, oh, that's ridiculous, Zane. I I don't buy that. They're not gonna take a four-hour movie and make it make it the same. Are there going to be beats that are similar? Absolutely, there is. But come on, the same exact movie—that's ridiculous. How can you sit and say, "Well, they're only adding like five minutes of stuff different"? How are you gonna get a different movie? Because out of the that? difference is two and a half hours. That's the they're difference. adding the cut stuff. And the five minutes. Yeah, Zach Zack Snyder literally said, there's a whole movie that I can... Is he listening? Like, the cut stuff is still the same stuff from the original movie. It's not going to deviate from the original script. Well, I just plan. don't want Josh Whedon's pervy, racist hands in DC stuff anymore, all right? There's five minutes of new stuff in the trailer. Okay, but it's still just stuff cut from the same movie that's still going to tell the same story. Yeah, the story is the Justice League assembles and saves the world. You're right. Yeah, that is the That's same just story. a superhero movie. The The Lord of the Rings movies are significantly longer, too, when you get into the extended editions. They still tell the They're same like story. They're like 30 minutes long. You almost said they sucked. 
You all, no, you had to I, stop yourself. I you had didn't to stop say yourself. I said that they're the same story. They don't suck at all. The extended versions are fantastic, but it's still the Zane same story. Zane hates Lord of the Rings confirmed. You, anything you take out, like it's not changing the story at all. Zane, which one do you prefer, the long version or the short version? Of? Lord of the Rings. The extended edition is oh, significantly better, oh, but it's still significantly. the same story. Boom roasted. You just roasted okay. yourself. Accept your box. I'm not roasting uh, anything. It's still the same story. Collect $200 when you pass go, and then also go directly. No, it's still the same story. Whether it's the extended edition or the short, it's still staying the same story that you're getting from the movie. You're sitting here telling me Justice League is going to be some completely different thing, it and will. it's not. It's it not. Will. It's going to be the same it. story. I guarantee it. Hey, you know what? How about you just Mad Max it, never watch it, and we'll just tell you how good it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Zane, please don't watch this movie. Don't watch it at all. I was going to say, Zane, Zane, you, should, you shouldn't watch this movie with the passion you have for it. You really it, shouldn't. You, should. you don't, you don't deserve it. I agree. You don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of big news, I think, in the wizarding world, but not really for us. It's kind of a bummer Isaac's not on here. I feel like he'd be... Like the real this. wizarding world? Or I'm, like I'm talking about the Harry Potter world. It was, it oh, was a... okay. It was a fictional joke. Uh, Johnny's Depp had recently departed the Fantastic Beasts franchise, and he left a bit of a vacancy to fill in the Wizarding World. Considering the character who lent their name to the most recent entry is now out of the picture, the currently in-production follow-up to Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, kind of needs to find a replacement, and in, and fast. If reports are to be believed, and this is coming from Blend. A prime candidate is in talks at the moment, as Hannibal stars Mads Mikkelsen is being heavily courted for the role. And now some fan art is emerging, which gives a look at how this might look from J.K. Rowling's menacing villain. You can see that picture in the link that I'll attach in the show notes. Uh, as I, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. Sorry, people. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's good stuff. But uh, definitely have not been into Fantastic Beasts. But I love the idea of, of taking this character and uh, giving Mads Mikkelsen the chops. I think he's a much better actor for villain roles especially. I'm going to give that a 5 out of 6 just off of that. But, Robbie, what do you think of this news? I'm kind of the same spot with you. Like I, I, I could go either way. I don't really care who plays the role as long as it's done well. And I, I think we all know Johnny Depp's kind of gone downhill as of the last, I don't know, five years or so. Um I really don't care who changes that role. I like I like the Fantastic Beast movies. I, I actually really enjoy them. I know there's a lot of people, and maybe they're more Harry Potter fans than I am. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan like you, Max. Um, but I enjoy the fant- yeah I, I I enjoy the Fantastic Beast movies. Um, and I I don't care at all who is playing Grindelwald as long as the movie's good and whoever does it does a good job. I'm all in. Zane, how about you? Are you a Harry Potter fan? Uh, like not. Like it's okay. Like I'm not over the moon about it, but I do like the casting if they You're go Mads in on everything, aren't you? I do like it if they go Mads Mikkelsen. If they had extended stuff, would you like it more? <laughs> Maybe. No, like I do like Mads Mikkelsen as an actor, and I think if they brought someone in, like he would do a fantastic job of it. Like why not? Like go for it. I agree. He's a great villain. That's he's yeah. a good villain casting. That's Definitely. why I like him. Mark, what about you? Um, I would just echo what Robbie said. Like I'm, I didn't go to the first two because of Johnny Depp. So just replace them. Whatever, doesn't matter. I'm gonna go see it anyways. 
Robbie, I don't know everything that's going on with Johnny Depp. Like you kind of alluded to it, is just like he's just like losing his marbles. Like what's he's already kind of an odd duck. What's going on with him? It's this whole thing with Amber Heard where I don't know who did the recording, but Amber Heard or Johnny Depp started a recording when one of them was like going off on the other, and like it's clear as day like Amber Heard was probably in the wrong there. She was just like making assumptions there, but she was like belittling him like crazy and like it's just not it's not a good look for either of them um oh, and that's why they're calling for her to not be enough yeah but that's not that gonna happen it's 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 gonna fall back on johnny depp and it's gonna go all into johnny depp's kind of on the downslope kind of thing amber heard will probably be fine uh i assume she'll get she'll be fine for aquaman 2 and maybe we'll never hear from her again who knows i, I don't know I, it's a weird i don't know all the details on it but that makes complete sense and seeing the little pieces i've seen on twitter it's it makes complete sense one more piece of news for hiring it's being reported again from variety sylvester stallone has joined the suicide squad cast says uh, directly from the mouth of james gunn he tweet he put an instagram out excuse me uh i'm trying to see if i can find it doesn't have a date to it whatever uh, he says, always love working with my friend, official Sly Stallone, and our work today on the Suicide Squad was no ex- no exception. Despite Sly being an iconic movie star, most people still don't have any idea what an amazing actor this guy is. I'm assuming we're all very excited about this news. My question to you, and this will be a little bit, Mark, we'll start with you. Who do you think, or who do you want Sylvester Stallone to play in the Suicide Squad? in the suicide squad um i know we i know we talked about earlier like off offline like he's probably gonna voice king shark that's what i know really no no it just came to my mind right now what if he plays bizarro what if he's he'd be a perfect bizarro where like they're actually hunt like they speculate he's hunting superman or no that's a video game but let's just say like that that's who they're going after is bizarro it's a great. That's a great idea, Mark. Ooh. That's a really, really great casting. A like little that. bit me, little bit little at me. Little bit. I got another interesting one for you, Mark. What if he's what if he's Lobo? It, wouldn't he be kind of too old for that? Nah, they'll put makeup on him. He'll be fine. I'm sorry, Lobo's already thousands of years old. <laughs> well, right, but like just for like if you want to use him in future stuff, wouldn't you want someone younger? They can kill for that, him though. That'd be fine. I don't know. They've had like eight James Bonds, so like, why does that matter? They're replacing Johnny. Right, Depp. I don't think it'll be. I don't think that's an issue. He's and Lobo. Wouldn't he be full of process? No, I get what you're saying, Zane. No, yeah. you're right. I. It's probably not going to be him because yeah, if you bring out Lobo, you probably want him to. That's true. I was. I just just I just looked at a picture of Solon. I was like, he could be Lobo. Maybe they should have done it ten years ago, but he could be Lobo. You know who I kind of like, and he's he's obviously he's a big guy, but I still think he'd be kind of fun. Would be Shade. I think he'd be a kind of fun like to play that villain. You know, he makes a very very brief appearance, and then if the movie does well, he can pop back up again in another movie. As he's got a little bit of the big bad chops as Shade, right? Like I I don't know, I I could see Stallone kind of pulling that off. You know, with the top hat, wearing the glasses, holding that that stick. I think it'd be kind of cool. Zane, who you got? I'm just gonna stick with the king shark. Like after I heard that, I was like, "That's that's got to be yeah, it." That makes sense. Like who who else could you possibly go as Stallone? Like that would be the voice you'd want for such a character. Like I I think that's what it's got to be, and I'm all in on it now. Yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. It's probably gonna be somebody very obscure, right? Like there's, it's probably that's that's what's gonna be. Um.
I would bet he would just kind of be playing like a funny version of himself as like a mercenary and probably get killed pretty instantly. Kind of like a kind of like the Deadpool 2 Brad Pitt thing where it's like he's there, not really there, but he's there and now he's dead. In a little more sombering news, want to close our nerd news segment out. Uh, Alex Trebek, longtime host of Jeopardy, passed away at 80. Uh, still has a couple more episodes allegedly still to go, as I'm reading the art- an article from uh, November 8th. Uh, real quick, just wanted to, if you have an Alex Trebek story, wanted to give you uh, Infinity Bros a moment to honor him. And uh, I know we've, we've, we've mourned and celebrated a lot of loss in 2020. And I feel like he kind of fits into that nerd pop culture stuff. So, Mark, we'll start with you. Yeah, it's a tough loss. I know, what was it, last year when he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer? And I'm sure we've all had someone we've loved or know someone who maybe knows someone that has cancer. I had my grandma who had pancreatic cancer. And sometimes that can end a person's life in a month. And sometimes it can be drawn out for a year. So it's a painful process. I mean, going on that aspect and, you know, what? He's been a game show host since the late 70s and been the Jeopardy host for, what, 40 years? So it's like he, he's been a household name. Like, everyone knows him. Like, we were at my um, uh, father and mother-in-law's the other week, and it's like, they, it's like, it, same both. I mean, they're in their 60s. Like, he's been in our house for the last 40 years. Everyone knows him. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big icon. Like, these TV stars that have been around forever, we're just getting that time. Time keeps moving. Yeah, he's he's one of the he's one of the bigger ones. I feel like too. I I feel like this is one of the bigger ones. Robbie, what about you? Yeah, it's definitely sad. Um, I think everyone can attest to you know being home and just randomly it'll come on and you're just watching. And you you don't really know why you're watching Jeopardy, but you are and you're enjoying it. He's he's the ultimate you know host. Definitely the goat. I think when it comes to hosting a game show, he's he's up there. Um. It's a big loss, and it's it's. I didn't know that they had more episodes to come. Uh, it'll be interesting how they handle that, but it's it's definitely sad. It's it's a big loss. They started the first episode after he died with a message from the producer. It was really great and just touching, and kind of spoke to like you know Trebek. On the last episode, was like, ah, just give me thirty seconds. I don't need a ton. Very humble approach to it. Zane, uh, you're you're you seem like a guy who watched a little Jeopardy in his homeschooling days. <laughs> Yeah, I watched a bit. Like, the, the bigger thing was what I'm remembering from my childhood was my grandma always watched Jeopardy. And so, like, whenever we'd be up at Grandma Grandpa's house, like, they like my grandpa would have his TV, and my grandma had this little TV just off the kitchen that she always sat and knitted, and she always watched Jeopardy. That was just her show. And, like, it kind of, you know, brings back some of those memories. And, yeah, like some other guys have said, Jeopardy, yeah, it's that one show, like, it's been the same. It's always been Alex Trebek. Look, think of all these other game shows and stuff that we've watched that have had different hosts, different people come through the years. It, it's always been Trebek. It's always been this, you know, a constant of that. And yeah, like he's arguably like a titan when it comes to your your game shows. And yeah, that's a huge loss. And yeah, it's 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 just one of those things that everyone everyone knew him. And it's like, oh yeah, that's the guy from Jeopardy. I don't think it's – I think it's been a week, and we didn't have an episode last week to talk about it. So I'm going to ask a question. Who right now it's, – it's been a week, obviously, and this show is going to have to start up eventually in a couple months. Who right now would you want to see take over this role? I feel like this is a very – this is a very – this has to be a very strong lead to own this hosting job, and you're probably taking it for a very long time. 
I know that there's been names thrown out there. Maybe you have a name or maybe you have somebody else. Who would you want to host it as you look at the future of Jeopardy? I mean, I don't have anyone that comes to mind. I know there's been, you know, LeVar Burton or the guy who, like, or who, like, who won that big or won that long streak or whatever. Yeah, Ken Jennings. That guy. That's who I'm thinking of. Um, but I'm sure they'll probably do a bunch of guest hosts for now and maybe have a, have a trial period have one per yeah probably have one person do it for a year and then then find a permanent replacement I, that'd be my guess danny yeah, max no, no. are you gonna do it danny pooty oh, okay. danny pooty that's a great I, I was i've been trying to pick think of like somebody obscure to do it he'd be and perfect pooty would be great he's like the most one of the most likable human beings ever he's yeah. wicked smart like he'd yeah. be great for it yeah he'd be great. wicked smart what about you, Zane? Well, <laughs> as soon as I heard Robbie say start saying Danny, I was just wanted to chime in Danny DeVito. It's like it makes no sense, but I would watch it. <laughs> like, <laughs> the train wreck. No, yeah, I've, great. I've heard the a lot of stuff. Yeah, the LeVar Burton would be really good. Um, like it, yeah, Will I, Ferrell dressed as Alex Trebek. Yes, just keep going with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think that's what what they'll do they'll just bring in like the celebrity people like yeah maybe you know have ken jennings do it a while or previous like big winners and then yeah it'll be a year or two and then they find someone more permanent like i think that would be a decent way of sending it off people that maybe had a bigger like connection to trebek that give them you know hey you're gonna ep- host an episode and Maybe Steve Harvey makes it to the big, or he's already in the big leagues oh, with the Steve family Harvey show. Would be great. He moves up to Jeopardy. Oh, Steve Harvey would be dynamite for that. Oh my gosh, I like Levar Burton too. Yeah, I think that's that's choice number Levar, one. Levar, I, I think you, it has to be a, an intellectual host, and I feel like Levar Burton would not only would have the chops to host it. He is a very intellectual and savvy person. I feel like he'd be a good fit for that. Or would they go complete, like, pivot on it and go someone like Bill Nye? Dude, I was just thinking that if they did Bill Nye, I would not enjoy that at all. Like, that, like, I was just going to say, what's your, like, worst pick do you think they would do? I would probably put Bill Nye up there. No, the worst pick they'll they'll do would be... Danny DeVito. I know. Danny DeVito. (laughs) I think you're right. I think it's Danny DeVito. I think you're right, Robbie. But Zane would watch it. I would Zane watch would. it. Maybe look at Wayne Brady to do it. Wayne Brady would be great Ooh. too. Hot or snot? There's a lot of good ones. It'd be interesting what they do. Uh, let's transition to hot or snot, where we talk about the things in pop culture today that are relevant to us. Um, we've talked about our rating system already. Robbie, we're going to start with you. Will you tell us today in your life what is hot and snot? Uh, yeah, so I'll start off with a couple of my snots here. Um, I saw a report earlier, and I'm not sure if it's... I, I didn't even look into it because I didn't like it at all. Um, but they're apparently going to make a Short Circuit remake. Do, do you guys know what Short Circuit is? What? Why? I do not. I do not know Okay, well, sh- sh- okay. The Short Circuit is about... It's You just have to watch. You should watch, you should watch Short Circuit. It's a great movie. Great, great movie. Well, both of them are yeah, actually they're both pretty good. pretty good. But it's like it's kind of in that same like what was it? Like the same year that ET came out, Short Circuit came out and it got just completely overshadowed yeah, or something. It got completely overshadowed. Oh, they're great movies. What's what's the what's the robot's name? Uh Zane, I'm I'm throwing a blank. Uh, uh, uh nine? I was just thinking about uh Johnny, Johnny five. five. Johnny Five. Johnny Five. Dude, it's it's a it's a 
movie about a robot and it's I, I, I it's just great you just need to look into it watch it you'll probably hate it because like we have like you know rose-colored glasses now when we watch it we just think of our childhood for sure right because you watch yeah but yeah for love sure. those movies i don't want a remake it's another one of those things that hollywood thinks they need to make a remake when they don't um and then I'm, I, I heard you guys talking about it when I first popped on, but um, I shared it to the group earlier, but there are, it happens every time there's new consoles. People go out and they buy hordes of the PS5s and the Xbox, whatever Xbox it is, um, and then they sell them for X amount of dollars on top of what they already cost. Um, and just stop. Don't be dicks. And if you're paying for, for for these things, you're an idiot. Like, wait a week. You'll get it for 500 bucks. Um, and it's it's crazy because these these groups now, and this was on Instagram because I, I follow a Funko Pop page, and apparently they do it with Funko Pops. It's not the same amount, of, you know, dollar-wise. But they just get groups together that will, like, scalp all of these PS5s and Xboxes and and then sell them, and then they have like a big group, and they talk about how much money they made. Um, you're crappy people, like you just are. That's capitalism. I I, I get it, but you're crappy people because there's actual people that just want to buy a system just to have it. So, I get it's capitalism, and if people are willing to pay for it, they're idiots. I bet there are people that will. They're stupid too. So I'm snotting them as the I'm high. snotting them as well. <laughs> but those are those are my two snots. My hots. I'm not sure if you guys watched this yet, um, but there's a trailer come. I don't, it, it's either out or it's coming out for uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, where the where the the old cast is getting together and it's going to be like a tribute to Uncle Phil. Um, so I'm excited for that. I think it's a great thing. Um, and then another one of my hots is a uh, uh, Robert will be mad at this, but uh, Blood of Zeus, the anime on Netflix. Um, I burned through that this week. Really enjoyed it. Uh, the trailer wasn't amazing, but the anime was pretty good. And if you like, uh, you know, that Greek mythology, you'll you'll really enjoy it, I think. I think it's something that, if you like animes and you like Greek mythology, it's it's perfect mix. Jump on in. That's all I got. Zane, you got to buy the PS5, and you also got Miles Morales, the new Spider-Man game. Would you take some time uh, hot and snotting those two Absolutely, games? yeah. No, that's definitely uh, the PS5 and Miles Morales, both on my hot list here. Um, just a couple rundowns quick. Um, for the PS5 itself, a um, couple things that really stood out to me. Number one, and Robbie's going to love this, it is exceptionally quiet. There are times that, like, if you aren't Can paying you tell attention, my wife you're not going to... You, right? <laughs> that you're not even know it's on because this thing is insanely quiet, which is a huge difference from what you had with the PS4. So, big pro, big plus there. Number two, the thing that's standing out for me, which has been an absolute game changer, because I didn't think um, it would take gaming to this next level. The the DualSense controller they have for the PS5 is like like I don't know how you've been been able to play on the DualShock before. Like this. It is mind blowing to me. The controller is. It, it takes game to a whole nother level that I didn't think could get. Then can I chime in? Just the way I'm like really interested in this because every review I see for like when people are comparing the Xbox and the PS5, like every review comes down to like, okay, both these systems are great, but this controller like changes the game. Is that is that kind of what you're feeling as well? One hundred percent. Because obviously it 
you know, graphic output, the ray tracing, all that stuff. Like, the you're, it's going to look fantastic. I mean, regardless, like, this is the current gen. It's the brand new stuff. You're going to get that from Xbox, PlayStation, whatever you go with. The look, it's going to be there. So for me, I was looking at, okay, what? how can you add this? How is PlayStation going to take this to another level of maybe, you know, maybe having those slightly lower stats or, you know, and maybe the processing power or whatnot. And they totally did that by what they did with this controller. Um, so uh, the, the big example is everything that comes free is um, on the PS5 is Astro's Playroom. Um, they basically designed Astro's Playroom. It's maybe like a five-hour game. Like, it's not a super long game, but... They, everything they did in there is to showcase everything you can do with the, the DualSense controller. And my mind was blown at all the capabilities that this controller has. Um, the big one, just as like a quick example, the one that just stood out to me. So like it, it has a, it's intro stuff to some of the features and it takes, um, it sh pops up a controller on your screen. It opens up like the touchpad. And it looks like a bunch of, it throws a bunch of like little robots in your controller on the screen and closes it. And then it tells you on the screen, tilt your controller around and shake it. And it's like, okay, this is interesting. The haptic feedback on this controller is so good. The controller, it legitimately felt like there was a bunch of little robots in the controller rolling around side to side. And then as you shook it, it legitimately felt like there was individual robots uh, like bouncing around in your controller like it, my mind was blown by this that you could have this kind of technology in this controller and then beyond that like there's a microphone on the controller now and there's another aspect they had in the game that like um when you needed like wind to like blow a, a propeller you could blow on the microphone and that would show up on the your screen like as creating wind and just the way the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers work is wonderful and so, yeah, like for the adaptive trigger example, I know they talked about it, but then actually getting to play it, um, like, yeah, like drawing a bow and arrow, the, the trigger legitimately gets harder to pull, like as you pull the arrow back. And when you have the arrow all the way back, like there's tension, like there's legit tension on the trigger until you release it. Like, like this is the next generation, like this is what personally right now, this controller is what's going to set apart the PS5 from the Xbox that this is how that PlayStation is going to lead this current gen of gaming is because of this controller. So Xbox is going to have to find a way to match what PlayStation here is doing with this or PlayStation is going to leave them in the dust. So my question with some of the controller stuff, do you think some of that is gimmicky or do you think like, I guess my worry, cause I think the PS4 controller could do some of those things to an extent. Um, but then like, game like game developers weren't really using the controllers to their full capabilities like when they had the microphone on the controller like a sound would come through the ps4 controller like not very many games actually took advantage of that do you think um with this controller that more game developers will take advantage of that i think they're gonna have to because it just there's so much more you can do and like i really thought that too like that's why i was really excited to get my hands on this because i thought that too like okay well how much can a controller actually change things like how's this it feels like it's going to be a gimmick compared to what we had with the ps4 mm -hmm. and like i tell you right now my mind was 100 percent changed by playing this like i had no idea how you could change a controller to actually impact your gameplay and and this did it like like 
last night I went back and was playing my PS4 and it, like it just felt weird because I wasn't getting the game experience back through my controller. It, it, it's just like a night and day thing that you didn't realize could happen. Um, like a, a, another one, for example, um, was like as you're you're playing like at least in Astro's Playroom, like as you're walking, the haptic feedback does a slight vibration on the different sides of the controller, which eat with each footstep. Um, example for Miles Morales, as you're swinging, at, like as you're getting really going, the the trigger doesn't pull all the way. There's tension on it as as if there's tension on your web, like. And um, the the cool thing too, even with the the microphone and the speaker, um, it interfaces. And granted, a lot of this is going to depend on the people making the game and how much they actually want to effort put into the microphone and the controller and how much they want to interface this stuff into your game. But um, there were parts that like as you're fighting and so you're it's stuff coming through your screen, but you land a punch, you're getting some of the after effects of that punch through your controller. So not only do you feel the vibration of the punch landing, you'll also get like the sound of the punch connecting coming through the microphone, but everything else is coming from your TV. So it, it, it's almost like a 3d sound. Like it puts you far more in than what you could realize. Um, so yeah, like, I, I was blown away. Like, I thought this was going to be a gimmick. It, it It's not at all. Like, it completely changes how you play games. And it it was... Talk about Miles Morales, Zane. <laughs> okay. Uh, Miles Morales so far, like, I'm... I think I'm coming up on, like, 60% through the story. Um, it is, like we've known, uh, they said it's shorter than the original Spider-Man. So far, it's been fantastic. There's... Um, the, the gameplay of it, it it's... It feels so much of what you got from Spider-Man. The story takes place... I don't remember if it's six months or a year, but um, it, it takes place in the winter. It's You're going to love it because it's right around Christmas time. So you got... As you're swinging through uh, New York, you got Christmas lights everywhere. That's awesome. it, It's snowing. Like, it, it's great. really cool how they do it. Like, you'd think, okay, well, New York in the winter time, like, it, it's going to be bleak and snowy, but, like, they capture that. Like, you get that snow, but you get all this secondary lighting from your you know christmas lights the people got this this person's got a tree in their window like it it does such a good job of capturing the the life of the different boroughs as you're going through the city um but yeah like and it, it's interesting enough because the fighting style is so similar but it's different because as miles like you're still a new spider-man and what i'm kind of noticing as i'm playing the game more like you're fighting, you're web swinging, stuff becomes more refined as like you're playing. Cause like, I mean, obviously Peter is, has got that precision. Like he's Spider-Man. He's done it for six years. Miles has more of a, almost like a, not clunky, but it, it's not as refined, but it, it's his own style that is completely set apart from what you had in Spider-Man, but it's still more of the same. So it, it's still six out of six. It just takes the beat of what you had from the original Spider-Man. It continues this with Miles Morales, and like I, I'm loving it. It's it's wonderful. Fantastic. Any other things for Hot or Sun? Uh, let's see. Real quick on here, I had, um, I think it was on Instagram. Um, Peter Stormare came out and basically it was there's rumors that confirming a Constantine two. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that weren't a huge fan of Keanu's Constantine. I liked the movie for what it was, and um, and this seems to be a confirmation on a sequel, which I 
really like. I'm excited about that. Um, and that just for snot quick. Yeah. Again, with the people scalping the PS fives, like, I think that's so just dumb. Like, like get everyone a fair chance. And half the time it's people just set up a bot or whatever to buy 10 of them online. Like, no, like get your one, have someone else get it. You know, Christmas is coming up. Don't, don't be a jerk. Um, and then I'm just going to finish off on the snot. Like we kind of hit a bit on the whole Johnny Depp thing. Um, WB, like they asked him to step down, but it was basically like, if you don't step down, we're firing you. So he just did it anyways. Um, the whole handling of that, like the fact that he's going through that, but they're not putting Amber Heard through the same thing. Like their whole situation of trashing on each other and everything. Like if you're going to have Johnny Depp go through this, do it with Amber Heard too. Just, j just rid it of both. Just wipe it and just be done with it. Like I, I think it's dumb that they're putting Johnny Depp through that and just Amber Heard seems to be skating by on it. Um, but I, I don't know. It is what it is. I'll go next. Um, I want to talk about my snot first. So as you heard at the beginning of the show, I uh, have COVID. So it's been a fun week. First couple days, uh, did a little searching around online, and I got to watch two movies that I'm going to snot for you today. Uh, the first one was Leatherheads, starring... Uh, um, oh, gosh. Hold on. I'm pulling... George, George Clooney, Clooney, thank you very much. Yep, so. George Clooney, Renee Zellweger, Krasinski, yeah, uh, David DeVries, Rick Forrester, Malcolm Goodman. I kept, I kept falling asleep during that movie. Leatherheads is the worst football movie I've ever watched. It's a one out of six. Fan-fortastic. It is so bad I couldn't believe how bad it was. Um, and then the other one I watched that was really bad was Catch and Release. You can check out this one on Amazon. Uh, the synopsis reads, a woman struggles to accept the death of her fiance and secrets he kept from her as she rebuilds her life. Stars Jennifer Garner, Timothy Oliphant, Kevin Smith, and Sam Jager. The reason I was attracted to this movie to begin with was because, oh, Kevin Smith's in it. Sam Jager's great in Parenthood. Timothy, Timothy Oliphant's great. Jennifer Garner's a wonderful actress. This movie was bad. The only reason it was any had any enjoyability was Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is a darling in this. Didn't he direct that movie as well? Uh, no. This movie was Did directed oh. by Susanna Grant. It was also written by Susanna Grant as well. Well, there you go. It's just not a good movie. It, the idea was really good. Um, and it's got twists and turns. And you know what? If your significant other uh, goes, hey, I want to watch this. It's a chick flick. Take a shot on it if you'd like, but just so you know, your expectations should be low. Uh, Kevin Smith is hilarious in this, though, and he he saves it. And then finally, uh, I, I told you guys going into this show, I was going to talk about this. Uh, David Fincher was in the news, and I'm getting tired of, of directors getting angry and ripping other directors when they do something great. I'm going to read this quote. It's from Fincher. It's on the Joker movie that came out last year. He said, I don't think anyone would have looked at the material, he's referring to Joker, and thought, yeah, let's take Taxi Drivers, Travis Bickle, and the King of Comedies, Rupert Pumpkin, the two characters played by Robert De Niro, who also appear in Joker, and conflate them, then trap them in a betrayal of the mentally ill and trot it out for a billion dollars. This quote is just sent me over the edge. Robbie, I know you also agree with me, so you can say what you want to say here in a minute, but Mark Zane, you can chime in if you'd like as well. But 
I cannot believe that the guy who made Fight Club is honestly like ripping this movie for attacking mentally ill. There are a ton of people that work in those fields that have said this movie did a wonderful job with that. Was it a dark film? Yes, it was. Was it disturbing? You bet it was disturbing. But that is mental illness. It's disturbing. It's scary. It's a path. It's a potential path. It does not encapsulate all mental illness. Go ahead. Exactly. That that's the thing with mental illness. Like people think they can just put it into a box. Like mental illness has no box. Like mental illness is just a vast ocean of different effects and you know you know side effects and cause and effect for people. Like you can't just say like this is how mental illness is. Like I work with children with autism. Like my entire my wife runs our centers or whatever. Like our entire life is working with mental illness. Like all, you know, hundred something kids we have have autism. They all react differently. Like they're, they're on the spectrum or whatever. They're in that ocean of, yes, they are mentally ill, but like there's no box for them. They have no box. They, you can't just decide because you think it's, you know, like what does he what does he think is he just mad that it made a billion dollars because he specifically like points that out yes, like you're just mad, mad it made a billion made a, dollars yeah you're just mad it made a lot of money like you're just jealous and it's just like, the issue with these so with these directors robbie and, and what you're saying is 100 percent. i'm not even going to try to add on to what you're saying i'm just going to add the next layer of it is just because your movie didn't make a billion dollars for one does not mean it's a bad movie on the flip side just because a movie makes a billion dollars does not mean it sold itself out to do that. In particular, the Joker movie did not sell itself out. That was a risky movie top to bottom, and it was rewarded for that risk. And these guys like Fincher, who, yes, did they do it before? Sure. But for them not to get their reward, they're just upset that they can't have their cake and eat it too. It's incredibly frustrating, and again, it's an assault on the, on the superhero genre. This was a wonderful movie. It was. Did it make me feel good at the end? No, but that wasn't the point. And I don't. And I'm just. I'm fed up with these directors. I'm just getting tired of it. I'm like, go off and be old and be done. Thank you for your contribution. Yes, the directors we have now, James Gunn, those guys are gonna probably be that way too in 20 years. But just go. Just please go because we don't want your feedback on this. Well, this is coming from a guy that created a movie that is now more of a cult classic than a film anyone thinks of as like a game changer i think i like i think people think of fight club and they think oh wow that's a cult classic like you must be really into that if you still talk about it and watch it like i don't i don't know if joker will be that same thing nor am i like, saying that it is either i'm not claiming right, that. but it's just like why are you mad dude like like let it go <laughs> if like you you're the one that you tried to put mental illness into a box before anyone else did and you made you made your own rules for your movie like what are you talking about for sure it's ridiculous i don't want to talk about it anymore joker's a great movie go watch it if you haven't um i'll get into my hot now i'm going to talk about evil you can watch this on cbs i have finally finished the first season you can also check this out on netflix mark and i have been watching it i reviewed it a couple weeks ago uh but want to just give my season one review um the second to last episode of this show the end of it uh, does something that I didn't expect, and I still can't fully explain what it did. Um, and I really like how they're tying everything together, the overarching mystery of evil. I'll leave it at that. 
Uh, but the season finale I thought was was great. I give it a five out of six. I'm gonna give season one of Evil a four point five out of six. I think it's a good show. Um, Mark, you can touch on this a little bit too because you're in the middle of watching this. I am not too thrilled with the writing choices they make on things they highlight and things they don't. I really, really love this cast. I really, really, really love Michael Emerson and Mike Coulter in this. Um, Mike Coulter's a great guy. guy. Uh, Michael Emerson, especially those last couple episodes, really gets his time to shine. And I'm looking forward to watching him continue to be a bad guy in this show. If you've watched Lost, you obviously know him as Benjamin Linus. It's the same tone, I would say, just even scarier. Um, he does a wonderful job. Mark, can you, would you want to speak to anything about Evil? Um, yeah, my wife Kelly and I have been watching it. We love it. Um, I broke it down like this. The writing is so bad, I feel. But the story, the premise, and the acting is so good, it supersedes how bad the writers do with Do you think job. it's because of CBS, too? Because there's certain choices they make that I feel like it's because it's on CBS and not... It could be. FX. And I haven't gone down, like, the, like, internet Reddit hole of, like, are they doing this on purpose? Like, is this supposed to be happening where it's, like, you know, you something outrageous happens, we all see it, the one person reacts to it and doesn't talk to anyone else about it and never gets brought up ever again. That gets a little annoying. And that's why I say it's, like, horrible writing... But maybe I'll come back to make a I like the way they ended it. I'm looking forward to hearing what you say. The way they tie it all together, it was a unique twist that I didn't see coming. And there's other stuff, too. I'll leave it at that. Um, How I Met Your Mother. I've been watching this show. I'm on season four. There's nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother. This show is a drag. Four, Four out of six. It's good because it's funny, but it is, like, barely a – this is a barely a hot of a comedy – People who try to tell me that this show is like as funny as The Office and Parks and Recreation, I can't. I just can't even get behind you on that. I just don't I don't see it. It's it's got its moments, but it, it is not laugh out loud funny and it drags on so flipping long. Um and then finally the season two, we're elbows deep in it. Mandalorian. Um this newest episode, I believe, was chapter eleven. Am I correct on that? That just came mm-hmm. out, chapter eleven? Yep great episode maybe the best i would argue it's up there it's a top three for sure i really like the season finale of last year um of season one i and i speak from the guy who doesn't know anything about star wars if you listen to this podcast or have heard me on other podcasts i it's it's almost comical how much i how little i know about star wars um this show is absolutely fantastic i think it's been doing a great job it's been keeping me in it. It's keeping me engaged. It's having me look up things from previous star Wars things that have happened, specifically the clone wars. Uh, if you haven't watched chapter 11 yet, I'm not going to go past that, but this, the second season already is a six out of six for me. I thought the one I thought chapter 10, which a lot of people t- called a filler episode. I thought it was good. I was like, man, pa- I thought Peyton Reed did a good job. I couldn't believe that Peyton. We don't Reed have the it. two. Uh, we don't have the two Infinity Bros. I hated it on. Today. Yeah, Jared and Isaac were like, it was just a filler episode. But I was like, I couldn't believe it. How I've good- never watched an animated before. What's a filler episode? <laughs> the one thing with that, it's a filler episode. They only do eight episodes. You really think it's a filler episode? I'm thinking it's gonna probably have more meaning to it. I don't think it was a filler episode. I think 
I think Isaac and Jarrett were being they're overthinking it. I'll put they're it greedy. that way. Being greedy. That that's overthinking something. It, it was a great enjoy the episode for what it was. It, I mean, it had X-Wings in it. I mean, like, honestly, exactly. God, what more do you want? I don't want any more. I'm good. And then, X-Wings and spider <laughs> things. Wait, why, why are you mad, man? Yeah. And the ba- and the child. The, yeah, the, the baby Yoda eats things. That's great. Did you see the the thing, apparently, that those, the spider creatures, was actually an original idea from the original Star Wars that got scrapped? I believe it. It was, orig- it was originally from the original trilogy. Love it. But it was a scrapped idea. And so then they brought it back for Mandalorian. And I was like, that's why cool. Are we talk- why didn't we talk about the Mandalorian and nerd news? I'm I'm talking about it right now. This is me talking about it. Okay, can, we, can we talk about like the people that are mad that Baby Yoda <laughs> ate unfertilized eggs? Sure, we could talk about that. Let's do it. It's our show. Last time I checked, this is our show, Robbie. Would you call but that like, a okay, Would you call that a snot or a hot? It's a snot because okay, so you're perfectly fine with like Baby Yoda just grabbing a jump a frog jumping around and sure. eating that like you're that's adorable, but he eats an unfertilized egg and now you're like totally upset because you have feelings towards the. I don't very think nice we want to go down the political lady. rabbit hole that is unfertilized eggs on this show. It's First con- of all, let's it's, start there. It's the context they set up with that with the being where she needed to get her eggs fertilized because it was the last right. line. Okay. And I think that's where the context is bad. And then where people get upset, I have no idea. They're soft. They are what people <laughs> call snowflakes. They need to grow up, man up. It's a, it's fictional, a fictional story. story. Well, the other thing it. that people are getting really upset about too, is certain actors that are in this season, uh, did not defend specific members of the LGBTQ community. Um, in particular, the the uh, the actress who's playing Ahsoka Tano. Um, what I'm losing her name at the top of my head. Forgive me. Um, but I know that she's coming under fire right now because she has not defended certain people in the LGBTQ community. So it's just like it's just interesting. The show Thompson? is kind of getting the show is getting assaulted with some political things. Why does wait? Where's this? Wait, what? Why is someone happened to be defended? Uh, you can uh, you can find the article online. I'll leave it. Like this is yeah, this is a rabbit hole. Like who knows? It's it's a rabbit. It's down. a rabbit like, hole. I don't want to. I don't want to introduce like, to some yeah, people. Other like, people don't care. These actors have their own thoughts and ideas. Like let them have their thoughts and ideas. You don't have to believe them, but you can still enjoy what they do on screen. Yeah, and it. it like yeah. they're actors that's their job right it's 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 just interesting that this show in particular is getting a lot of this heat right now well it's because it and has it's success the only and everyone's sh- mad this year. but it's the only show that seems to be cranking out excellent product also it like it felt like season one started right when all this garbage happened with covid and then all of a sudden bam we're into another we got another season like out of nowhere it felt like i i just I I've I have to tip my hat again. I mean, Favreau is an absolute. This is a Milady. legend. This guy's a legend. I, I mean, there's no other way around it. For his for what he's done for Marvel and for Star Wars, this is this is the best Star Wars stuff. Mandalorian's the best Star Wars stuff. And uh, doggone it, I'm interested in watching the Clone Wars now, Zane. After talking with you about all that stuff, I'm starting to get interested. I'm getting interested. After after the Mandalorian, Clone Wars might be the second best Star Wars stuff to watch, and I'm I don't think that's too out there of a thing to no, say. I don't either. think so either. And I and people have been talking about it, but I, I would we all agree it's six out of six so far this season, Mandalorian? Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just a thought. I just 
randomly had here, but do, do, don't Jared and Isaac both love the Clone Wars? Like, they're diehard Clone Wars guys? Yes. <clears throat> there is so much filler crap in Clone Wars. No, Robbie, <laughs> that would be ridiculous. We don't want to use logic. There is, there is more filler crap in Clone Wars than there is in a lot of animes that I've watched. No. So screw those two. <laughs> I agree. I'm not snotting that, but them. Peyton, Peyton Reed directed it. He's like the he's like the king of filler episodes in movies. The dude did Ant Man and the Wasp. Like good movie, but it's a filler an, movie. An entire Infinity movie that's a filler. It's just like Captain, just like Captain Marvel. Okay, just a bunch of slow your slow your roll there, guy. Just I was like I thought you were gonna say Captain Marvel because that's like, just that a filler. Like filler. it's a but it's I'm a zero. tiny stepping stone movie. Are you guys done? Okay. Are we wrong? <laughs> are we wrong? You are wrong, but that's okay. Um, I think that's all I've got for Hot or Snot. So make sure you check those out. Uh, Mark, we'll close uh, Hot or Snot out with you. Before Mark goes, I forgot a a, a hot. Because this is what I do. I hijack other people's uh, hots or snots because I, f- I forget what I'm, other ones. That's what I do. That's my bit. Um, hot. I really like... Uh, I've been watching... Anyways, so like yeah, so <laughs> so I've been home uh, because I had a uh, contact tracing with someone that got COVID. I didn't get COVID because I'm a strong human being, and I said no to COVID entering my body. And it, I'm a weak punk ass guy who did get COVID, <laughs> Max and I said COVID come on in, body, but won't take a take a kiss to um, save the world. So, anyways, so I've been watching Titans on, on HBO Max. Um. Not you, Max. HBO Max is what it's called. HBO Max. Oh, there's there's Titans on on HBO Max because I saw Titans on the DC U. I saw it on there as well. I watched Swamp Thing on the DC Universe service. Mark's like, I'm old enough to remember when it was on a different network. Yeah, but now it's on HBO Max. So I've been I've been burning through that. I really enjoyed season one. I'm sad that it took me this long to watch it. I think I think it's a good show. I think it's. In the same realm of quality as the Marvel Netflix shows, I would put it. I put it in the same realm. I think. It, I think. Yeah. I think if you enjoy the Marvel Netflix shows, you'll enjoy the Titan shows. And, and maybe if you're not a big DC fan, maybe you won't as much. But they're enjoyable. Um, season two has been okay. I'm not all the way through it yet. I really hate how they took the main villain from season one, and then got rid of him very quickly in season two. That was a disappointment. Um, but there's a lot of good. There's there's a lot of a uh, there's a lot of ups that I don't know. There's just a lot of good that this this show could do, and I'm glad. I'm pretty sure they got a season three, so I'm excited for that. Same same. I feel like season one was my like eh oh, really? season, oh. but they plant you know they yeah, planted yeah, yeah. all the you know seeds for it, and then season two is just like it blew my socks off, okay. and like season three just sounds like it's gonna be yeah. it's that's gonna not only blow my socks off but like steal my socks. Whoa! All right, Mark. Uh... Why don't you close us out? I'll be right back. Oh, okay. You just why does oh, he always thanks, why does he always Max. leave when you're <laughs> what? When you, you start talking, yeah, I don't know why he leaves. Why? I just have to use the bathroom. But you did this last time. I'm pretty use sure we were all on. You don't I, think I, we I all have to use the, the bathroom more than once? I'm sorry. Wait. I'm. I'm wait. You have to. It. I'm not holding it. I'm I, going to the bathroom. Wait. You have to go twice. I did. I didn't realize COVID shrinks your bladder. Hey, leave my bladder out of this. Okay. You can go after my lungs. You can go after my body aches, and you can go after my lack of taste. Okay. But leave. You've, Max, you've always had a lack of taste. That didn't change. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> ah, zing. No, I'm... Bang, bang. Now I'm definitely using the bathroom. <laughs> so, my hot and snot list kind of formed into um, more of a list of things I watched, and then I rated them. 
because since our last episode, I apparently have burned through Netflix and watched 32 different oh movies and shows. Congratulations. Um, so I don't know also, if you guys want me to okay? list all the movies I watched. And are, you ready, are you ready for Robbie to talk about, oh, he has, doesn't have time to do that because he's about to say that. Robbie's giving what? you the look like you have time for 32 shows right now. I'm excited. I'm here for I it. Know. I have nothing to do. Well, Scott, he gets like, well, he has no children. <laughs> um. All right. So I watched, uh, I finished Unsolved Mysteries, like season one and season two of it. And the one thing that it's like lacking is Raymond Burr, like that just host for the show. Like that's what gave the original TV series its like character. So I gave it a three out of six. Watched all of Black Mirror and the movie. Movie. It was Ban- okay. Bandersnatch. A, you know, choose your own adventure. I watched that yeah. movie. That was I, it was fun. Um, Black Mirror as like a whole, it like blew my mind, and people should go out there and watch it. Six out of six. Watched a movie called The Ritual, Ooh, which is I like that one. I gave it a three out of six. I really didn't like it, but I like the storyline behind the, it. The story was good. Yeah, the story was really good. I just feel like the acting was just like it wasn't for me. But I'd still say go watch it. Um, I watched the Jeffrey uh, Epstein documentary. Did you, did you sleep that night, Mark? Wild stuff. Yeah, I sleep all the time. Um, <laughs> okay, I watched uh, a documentary called Evil Genius, five out of six. It is wild, and it talks. And it's it follows the. Um, oh, what was it? I for now I'm blanking because it was like this is one of the early days because the last you know t- fourteen days. The one with that has like the collar on his neck and it blows up. Yep. Yep, and it's like a bigger, deeper story than just an isolated incident. Um, I watched a movie with called Little Evil, where it's like yeah. a comedy, an yeah. Antichrist-like movie. I, it was pretty funny. I mean, it's on a comedy side. If you go in thinking it's going to be a horror movie, you're going to be vastly disappointed. <laughs> one one um, second. Is, Zane is like yep. doing the, the Jarrett thing where he's just like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, yeah, that's okay. No, because I've seen I most know, of these. I know, but you're, like, that's what yeah. Jarrett does when we talk about video games. I do like well, how, you're, how you're just going so hard at Jarrett and Isaac tonight. I love that. Especially Jarrett. Jarrett kind of never <laughs> just, gets It's fantastic. It's true. I just miss them. But, like, Jarrett, you bring up a video game, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've spent 17 hours, like, yeah, playing yeah, that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. I've hacked the code of that game. Yeah, when I was four, I put seven hacked weeks into that game. Yeah. My dad and invented it i played pikmin on the sega genesis <laughs> i invented the sega genesis not a huge fan of fantasy no, no. fantasy I, 4 7 pass. or 10 but really big fan of uh fantasy uh final fantasy 11 uh 2 and uh 3.78 mine hunter watched that whole series i s- talk about david fincher <laughs> he did a great yeah, no, job no no there, no mark when he knows. talks about mentally <laughs> ill people it's okay but when someone else does it but it's it just throws them out there. Screw David Fincher, Mindhunter Wales. Anyways, Mindhunter seven out of amazing. I watched I watched the another doc on Netflix called The Wild Wild Country, four four point seven out of six, and it tells um the more I forget it's the Renishi like cult faith religion whatever you want to call it that came into American Oregon and like took over like a small town and like you know there's terrorist stuff and lots of crazy things. I would say go watch it. It's really mind-opening. Um, I watched the Monty Python movie, Life of Brian, which I've never watched. Oh, it's a great movie, isn't it? It's great. I gave it a 4.1 out of 6. Just, I mean... That's all Monty Python movies. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, they're serviceable. But they're not bad. I watched... Um, I watched it. It's, a, it's called 1922. It's a, a based on a Stephen King novella. And I've read it. It's good. 
But the movie, to me, just fell flat. I gave it a 3 out of 6. I mean, it was okay. I, I would say it's like, go watch it, make your own opinion, because I'm not going to... Um, there's only one movie on this list I'm going to tell you not to watch and take my opinion for it. Um, until the next one, I watched Bright Ugh. for the first time. I actually oh, really great. enjoyed it. I gave it a 5.1 out of 6, and that I want a sequel. They need I know, that, you guys... That, that world deserves another movie. And I agree with that, Robbie, that, that they could go back to it, but Max Landis really screwed that script over. Talk about bad scripts, Mark. That was a bad script. Just stop letting Will Smith into things. Um, okay, so watch Chappaquiddick, also on Netflix. Uh, 3.4 out of 6. It tells about of Ted Kennedy's, um, what is it, like late 60s. He's involved with a um, a death that he doesn't report right away and tells that story. Um, I watch Extinction on Netflix. It has Michael Pena. And it's like supposed to be like this alien invasion. And then it has a crazy twist at the end. Um, I gave it a four out of six. It was, you know, it's it decent. was pretty entertaining. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I watched Scoob, five out of six. Yeah, I do right here, in my little notebook. Um, Scoob was a good movie, and I was like, what? Yeah, that's go. If you have kids, watch it with kids. I had Kelly and I watched it with Bo. It was perfect. Oh, well, you watched it with Bo. You watched it with the dog. Good. I also watched What Happened to Monday, also on Netflix. Also, like it, like. It's one actress playing seven characters. Oh, I've seen that. That yeah. are all supposed to be. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. It's a, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's a crazy story, four it's to six. Right. Um, I, this is another one that's on uh, Netflix. Well, all these are on Netflix. I'll so stop saying that. Uh, the Lobster. Oh, man. It yeah. has. Um, this movie. This movie's nuts. It, okay. Lobster is nuts. It's like in this world where you have, to, you have to find a partner and there's like these vacation type things. They feel like. Or like. um. I know what you'd call it like a dating service, like a can sure. Yeah. But like you have to do right. it to find a partner. And if you don't find a partner in like this, a lot amount of time, they turn you into an animal. <laughs> and like this movie, like it feels like you follow this, this story Thank that's like, it's getting somewhere. That, and then screwed. it just like, it, yeah, it right? cuts your legs out. And so like, it tells a totally different story. It gets wild. Um, I watched two popes. I gave it a six out of six. I thought it was, you know, it's Anthony Hopkins, and um, I always forget the other guy's name. Um, great movie. Tells a great story um, of that transition between um, Pope Francis and Pope Benedict. Um, I watched Spotlight afterwards, which is... <laughs> tells the story of... Wild. The... <laughs> I watched Spotlight again last night. Um, that, that's that's one of the best Oscar-winning movies you know, ever. It's a, it's a good... It's a good movie. <laughs> it's like... It's just funny. In Succession, I watched Two Popes. And then I watched Spotlight <laughs> that tells about in Boston they under they un uh, what do they say like they put a spotlight on the sexual abuse and rape of you know ch- kids in the Catholic Church in Boston area. I uh, watched Soylent Green, got that on DVD. It's not on Netflix, but I still rent DVDs because I'm that old. Um, or Blu-rays, it's a classic Charleston Heston movie. Go watch it. I uh, watched Old Guard, gave it a five out of six. Yeah, that's good. Um, I started uh, a series called Dark on Netflix. It's like a German series, and they've dubbed oh, it in I English. So I can't watch those. Yeah. Oh, I, I actually, it's, it works out. Five out of six. It tells it's like a sci-fi time traveling show set in like 2019, 1986, 1953, and then like 2050 something. Um, did you watch America? Did you watch American another- Murder? Yes. The, I know. I think did we ever did we ever talk about that on the on the podcast that. That whole thing. I don't remember mm, if we did. I don't think so. 
Um, so that's the story. Zane, you have to help me out because I know you know about it. But that's the story about the guy, the Watts or whatever, Shannon Watts and his oh, yeah. husband. Um, so, like, Jess and I watched that. Like, we were we, we were going to watch something else, and then we ended up watching that because we didn't even know the story. But you start off, like, just kind of not knowing what's going to happen. And then once you get to the end and, like, the guy starts talking about it, like, we had to turn it off. That's Like, tough. we got so, like, upset. Like, we had to turn it off and, like, we had to, like, talk through it and everything. Because this guy, like, yeah, flat out lies and then, like, kills his wife and then kills his two little girls. And, like, dude. And you, you get to see the whole thing play out, basically. And it's it's incredible that, like, with all the cameras we have nowadays that you can actually see something like that play out but god i was so freaking upset like just like yelled at me to turn it off and i was like f that movie I, f that f that guy yeah. if you can make it through that you know more power to you i i couldn't make it through the end i i've been tempted to like just watch to see what happened with him and everything i decided just to google it because I, I can't he- listen to that guy talk about killing his daughters like sorry segue uh, I just got upset about it thinking about it. Go ahead. Hopefully you hijack me one more time so we make it a three. <laughs> um, Usually it's a top five, so I have a few more times I can I can do that. Yep. Um but I only have like three more, so it's just like nephew <laughs> Have you guys checked out um, Queen's Gambit? This... Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> I, I, it's on my list. I'm, I'll get there, Robbie. Um I watched a sketch sketch comedy show called I Think You Should Leave. And there's only six episodes. You could get done, and they're like seven, like fifteen to seventeen minutes long. So like you could just blow through it. It is my type of humor. So if you guys like the Infinity Bros watch it, they'll get it. But if you if you watch the show and, and think you're funny, we could be friends now. Um, I gave it a I gave it a five out of six. That's how much I praised it. Um, I watched The Silence, which is like um, yeah, that's that... what's the movie with, that John Krasinski directs with uh, Emily Blunt. And like yep. aliens invade and you can't oh, make noise. So, it's like Netflix's version yeah, of that. Not as good, but it's, it's not, not aliens. It's not as good, but still serviceable. Um, I watched Rosemary's Baby again. It's still a classic, classic. horror night. Yep, great. Um, and then my last one, which I'm not gonna praise and don't watch it because it just, it just, I hated it. I hated every minute I watched of this movie. I almost, I didn't stop it, so I'm not giving a fan fantastic. I've only stopped four movies in my life and be like i'm not finishing this it's a waste of my time but i watched greta i give it a one out of six i thought it was terrible <laughs> and that's uh, thank you thank you for your journey if you come yeah, this if far if you made it this far you are a true retweet it retweet hashtag funko pop well well at the end of end of november we'll do a drawing and give away another, another funko pop, pop. you heard it here first let's head over to the top five the we're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. Every week we like to do a water cooler discussion. This week we want to talk about our top five PS4 games now that the PS5 is out. I'll go first because everyone is expecting my list to be the worst. Zane, you want to take a guess <laughs> at what my list is? I bet you can. Zane, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. I, I, honest to God, think you guys could get my whole list. I think you could. I think you could. I think you could tell me my list. Zane, go. You go. Uh, We're going to have Kingdom Hearts 3. Where? It's on the list. What we're number? Gonna, 
number one. Not like number two. In love with it. Fortnite's two. number one. Ooh. Nope. Fortnite's oh, on the list, but it's not uh, number one. Uh, Fortnite's on the list. Number one. Fortnite's on the list. Ooh. Number one's. Why do you number even one's have gonna be Spider-Man. Spider-Man is number one. Good job, Zane. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I knew yeah. it. Um, let's see. Are you gonna have the Final Fantasy VII? It's an honorable mention. It is not on there. Okay. Okay. Uh, Madden 20. No, Madden's not on there. Gosh, I feel like you guys are going to have better this. Okay, here we go. Number number five is Kingdom Hearts 3. Well, obviously, that's obligatory. Number five? Well, this no, this clearly is a um, lying actually, list. Uh, number this four. Is a false profit actually, list. Number four is Fortnite. I, I'm putting Fortnite on the list simply because the fact that it's relevant is insane. That's insane to me. I feel like that deserves to be on the list. Number three is Rocket League. I already hate this list. I knew you'd hate it. I don't hate care. this list. Number two is Batman Arkham Knight. <laughs> Number one is Spider-Man. There you go. That's my list. It's not as bad as people thought it was going to be. It's bad. It's terrible. That is a terrible well, You know what, Zane? Why don't you go Let's games, hear your list. You only have, yeah, Spider-Man's the only like redeeming quality on that list. Batman Arkham Knight? Well, you want, you want, to, hear, you want to hear my list? I'll go next. I'll go next, Max. I got you. Um, I've only had a PS4 since 2017, so my list is going to be crap. Because I had Fortnite I was going to put on there, but I did not. Um, number five, GTA V. Um, number four, I put the Avengers game. Avengers game is great. That would be an honorable mention as well. Number th- number three, I put Fallen Order, Star Wars Fallen Order. Um, number two, I put Rocket League, and I've only been playing that game for like... Rocket League Wales. Two weeks. I've missed out on years playing with my friends. I'm trying to catch up. Uh, my number one, Spider-Man. Boom roasted. Go ahead, Robbie. Go ahead, Robbie. I didn't really put these in. I, what, what? I definitely had a different fundamental understanding of this list. Because, like, is your list actual PS4 games? Or, like, their guys' list of it's for every system? You know what, Zane? Zane, it's fine. I didn't. I, I tried to stay away Zane, from, it's fine. Like, I try to stay away from games hey, that like you could play on your you, phone. You bring if it you up in pregame. Like, Zane, you if you had this problem, you should have brought it up at eight thirty. <laughs> it's 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 ten ten. Yeah, Robbie, I I didn't want to do that, but you said it. Okay, now you're gonna get yourself in trouble with Zane. You don't have to answer to me. I don't have to answer to Zane. Okay, go ahead, Robbie. Um, Zane, okay, I'm sorry. So so I didn't really put these in a top five order, like. Basically, all five of these I could play at any time, and like they could be my number one one day, and they could be my number five one day. So they're all interchangeable. I'll just read them off as we go. And so dive out, dive out, dive out, dive out. You can I think just about that. Sure, however I just you want to make I sure I'm do my list you correctly. However I want to Instead do them. of creating a top five list, like the whole bit is, you're just saying these are five games that I play on a Tuesday. Number four might be a three. <laughs> And on a Wednesday, the number one might be a five. It, it just right. how it goes. Just, okay, Isaac. Okay, yeah, I just make my own rules. That's yeah, what Isaac. I do. I just come on here. I make my own rules. You're going to hate me for this, but Spider-Man's an honorable mention. So there oh you go. Oh, my gosh. If so Isaac was here, he'd punch you. Oh, wow. There you go. Good. I would. Fine. I would love wow. for that man to punch me, as long as he was close to me. I wish I could be close to people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zane, let's yeah, get Zane, your let's proper get the, list. Let's get the right yeah, list. Seriously. Here, 
<laughs> make sure you take sips after each one with your pinky out. <laughs> Should I? I mean, Zayn, I can't. Make sure your fedora do. is fully yes, engaged please. on your head before you. Make go. sure your Mountain Dew is full. Well, no, because you're gonna come up with a top four list or top five list. And you say, hey, top PS4 games. Like, it should be PS4 exclusives because you're talking about yes, PS4 yes, games. Yes, saying you are, you are right. You so don't Halo. need to... Uh, um, yeah, actually, right now, actually. Continue with your list. <laughs> Zane, I, I thought the same thing, but it's like I haven't played PS4 that often to even make a list, so... <laughs> Well, it's because you've been too busy watching everything Netflix has. <laughs> Netflix is called, Mark. They're like, hey, 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 man, you good? Like... We're That's actually worried about you. When I went to go, it's like, I had to think about a movie and then I looked at like the view activity and I saw this. It's like, what's going on? Am I okay? Zane, at least you're Robbie. Email. So I'm going to come on here and just list five things. No order. My- no particular order. I gave my reasoning. Five different things. Suck it. The Infinity Bros universe can decide the order. Exactly. That's part of the game of the Infinity Bros podcast. Honestly, if you made it this long and you're still listening, you're still somewhat engaged, like, I'm glad See, you're but here. This is the thing. If you listen to our show, this is the best part of the show. This is great. Every time. Yeah. That's we are that's off the true. rails that's every time there. at this part. You've hit the meta zone fan. So far this before before uh, Zane has even gone, I have the best list because both of you put Fortnite on your list, so I don't care. <laughs> I didn't put Fortnite on my list. <laughs> I forgot. I you basically did. I forgot what your list on was. A, on a Tuesday, my three could be a seven. It's true. It's 100% true. <laughs> okay, Zane, go ahead. All right, all right Zane, give yeah. us the proper the list proper because list. I, you're right. You are right with your list. All right, so yeah, my list is just PS4 exclusives. So my honorable mentions are Until Dawn, Ratchet & Clank, The Last of Us Remastered, and MLB The Show. You mocked me for Madden and you put MLB The Show on there. Well, it's a PS4 exclusive, so suck it, Max. MLB The Show is only on PlayStation. So, so Zane, when you Googled PS4 exclusives, did it just did it give you five, or did it give you, like, 15? Like, then you had to narrow it down, or how, how did that go? <laughs> um, I mean, I've literally played all these games, and literally. I own all of these games, Robbie, so... Hey, real question, have you platinum? Oh, uh, he is not. He's, I not. Have He's not Lucas from the Good Morning Guys one. podcast. Yeah, you're not Lucas, Zane. He's never Zane. gonna be Lucas. I have... I have Platinums on three hey, of hey, the Zane, five. You're our Lucas, right. okay? <laughs> that's Thanks. not, that's not saying much that. in our group. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll take any little victory I can get, okay? Sure, Shut sure up. Would. For that. <laughs> All right. Number five is Uncharted 4. It's a good game. Good Number choice. Four. Good choice. Freaking I feel like I'm you. on Family Feud Thank right you. now. I'm excited about that. Show me (laughs) Uncharted Four. Four. All right. (laughs) Number number one answer is actually Rocket League. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, keep going. All right. uh, Number four is Horizon Zero Dawn. Number three for me is Ghost of Tsushima. I've not played it yet. Number two. I haven't played it, but that that game looks really sweet. I've heard it's a good game. Fantastic. Highly recommend it. Number two is Spider-Man. Good answer. My number Good one answer. <laughs> number one is God of War. Hmm. Would you change your your order like on list. a Tuesday? Uh, no. Uh, may, this is a hard a Thursday. Thursdays are weird, man. Tuesdays you're pretty you're pretty set in stone, but Thursdays are a little weird. 
And for and Tuesday, Zane can't think because he just got off of actually having to do work, and then he's at home and he's sleeping. And right, you know, I'm Robert work, Thursday. Robert, that's my first Robert day off. Screaming and like he's got a lot going on those days. That's true. It's it's factual. Well, Zane, accurate. thank you for coming on the show. You were just an absolute breath of fresh air in a, a room full of a not fresh air smells. I'm glad I could be here. I'm glad that I was on time with Max and Mark because we care about this program. And uh... <laughs> all right, uh, Mark, Mark, I want to tell you, Mark, that you were you were tolerable tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I can be tolerable to you. I'm also thankful that the four listeners that are still with us yeah, are my tolerable mom is so with us. Tolerable. I'm really and we congratulate you. Thank and if we had prizes for this, we you would get one. <laughs> but you know, just like whose line is it anyways? The prizes are fake, except if you get a Funko Pop by chance. <laughs> Robbie, uh, absolute dynamite tonight. Great job. Thank you for coming on. I'm glad I could be here with Mark and Max, and I'm just so happy that I, we could all share these moments together in a. I really appreciate you guys being here, and I really appreciate when you guys jump on the the streams when we have a a long stream that we all agreed to be on, and you guys are there and you make it and you don't ghost us for twenty four hours. I really happy that you guys are with us. Um, thank you, Infinity Bros Universe, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thank you for making us part of your day or evening. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter or at theinfinitybros.com. As always, we love you guys 3,000, and we will talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>